Hello fellow adventurers and welcome to the Nerd Lab, where we transform our gaming passion into incredible game designs and learn how to nerd like a boss. My name is Marvin and I'm an ambitious game designer on my quest to develop a strategy card game. For this podcast, my vision is to take you with me on this exciting journey. Together we will explore the secrets of different game mechanics and reach the next level as a game designer. Today I want to talk a little bit about the reason why I didn't publish too many podcasts in the last couple of months. And um, yeah, first of all, I'm really sorry for that. It's not that I didn't want to produce more podcasts, it's just I didn't have the time um, because I was really, really busy with other things. And um, that's not, a, not an excuse, um, but it's at least some kind of explanation for it. So um, yeah, let me, let me tell you what happened um, yeah, a few a few months ago, as many of you know, um, I have been working on a on a um, game that had the title Duelist, which always was just a working title, and together with uh, Christian Kudal, and um, yeah, we also talked about that game in the past on this podcast. We also invited a lot of you to play test the game, um, and many of you have heard of the game or played the game with us, and we are incredibly thankful for your feedback. After playtesting the game a lot and um, yeah, getting feedback from you and other playtesters and friends and family and so on, we were quite confident that this is a, a really good game that is unique and that it brings an interesting and new perspective to, um, to a strategy card game. And yeah, therefore we were quite confident and um, I also showed this game to, um, yeah, let's say to other designers um, especially to to designers um, that I intro, uh, interviewed on this podcast, and yeah, one of those designers uh, was Richard Garfield, the designer of Magic: The Gathering, King of Tokyo, uh, Keyforge, and many other games. I really, really like. So um, yeah, after the show, uh, when I recorded the podcast with him, I um, asked him if he would like to um, yeah to play a round of um, Duelist, how it was called back back then. And um, yeah, he, he agreed and um, he basically did so uh, because of my pitch, I think. Um, and the pitch really was uh, that we have designed a game that has um, an auto-balancing mechanic, which allows us to yeah, create crazy powerful and stupid powerful effects on cards without breaking the balance of the game. And we do so without even the need of any kind of uh, resource cost to, to to balance those cards. So um, it doesn't matter if you play this card in the first round or in the last round of the match. Um, that's not true completely, but to some degree it, isn't, it doesn't matter when you play the card. Um, at least in forms of uh, balancing or timing, you can play it whenever you want. And um, yeah, that kind of pitch... Um, I think that interested him and he said... Um, and this, his first response was, uh, this must be an overstatement. And as probably is, it probably was an overstatement, uh, but at least he was interested in, um, in looking at the game. And um, yeah, so it came that we played a, um, a round on Tabletop Simulator where I explained the rules to him and um, showed him the game. And after the first match, he said, um, I'm impressed, can we play again? And that was already a very good sign. Um, and yeah... 
since then we have played many many rounds of uh, the game because um, yeah we agreed that it would be an awesome opportunity to um, have Richard on the design team and um, with Richard also um, Scaff Elias came to the team so that we are now four designers for the game and um, yeah that I don't have to tell you that this is just an um it was an incredible opportunity for me to work with with those um yeah industry veterans of um of the card game industry they, they both of them really have been involved in so many successful um card games in the last 20 25 30 years so this really was just the best opportunity um yeah to make the game even better uh, because their experience is invaluable and um we since then we are meeting um on a very regular basis uh discussing the game creating cards for the game um discussing rules making slight adjustments here and there and um yeah i think the game has become much better since then and um that's basically just because of the input of um richard and scaff for me this really was a unique chance um that i wanted to wanted to use and um that's why i decided to put every second i have into um into developing uh, this game and um preparing everything for um for 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 publishing the game because um i, I always wanted to self publish the game and um that's what i what i'm actually about to do and um today i want to talk a little bit about um yeah about the game how it came to be and um yeah what i did the last couple of months in in a bit more detail from a yeah let's say game designer game developer but also game publisher perspective let's start by talking a bit about what the game actually is so um during its design uh, stage the game was called duelist as a project title but um, now it's called mindbug and many of you probably have already seen it because i've shared it on uh, on our social media channels um, and so but let me explain you briefly what the game actually is about so the core idea for the game was to um, create the feeling of a full-blown strategy card game like a trading card game or a collectible card game um, with hundreds of thousands of cards and incredible complexity um, and reduce as much complexity as possible but keep the strategic part of the game the strategic gameplay and um, yeah we did this by removing such aspects um, as resources so in our game in mindbug the um the cards do not have any resources to 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 play them though there is no mana cost there is no crystals or so that you need to play a card you can just play the card um and we said we don't want to have um different card types we don't want to have instance inter interrupts or sorceries or um spells and 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 creatures and so on so we decided that we only want creatures we of course wanted the same effects that are um, often come with spell like cards so we said we want to um, our creatures should have some kind of um, effects that feel like they um, like they would be spells um, but we all attached that to one card type so in our game in mindbug there are only creatures 
and um, those creatures um, do not have multiple attributes like uh, like they have in many other games. So they do not have a, a power, a defense, or a speed, or um, something else. They only have one value, and that's a power value. Um, and yeah, that sounds pretty stupid and simple, doesn't it? But um, yeah, we removed even more. So um, we also removed the complete aspect of deck construction. So you will not build a deck in the beginning before you can start playing. Um, it is a shared pool of cards and every player draws from that pool uh, five cards to hand and five cards to a draw pile per player. And um, that means the entire match is played with only 10 cards. That it, it also, that sounds so stupidly simple um, that I would think from just the explanation, this game must be boring. But I promise it isn't. Um, and that's basically because we have one little twist in there, in the game. Because from what I just um, explained, you could think though, okay, why do I'm, I, I mean, I can just play my strongest creature and smash the opponent with it. Um, because every turn you can either play a creature or attack with a creature that you already have on the battlefield. But there is one little twist in the game. And that twist is you can use one of two mind bugs that each player has to control a creature of the opponent when, uh, when they play it. That means they play their strongest card in the first turn. You say, oh... That's probably too strong. I cannot beat it. Um, so I use my mind bug to mind control it. And you get the card um, onto your side of the battlefield. And now the opponent who played that creature um, actually has the, <laughs> has the, um, the problem of, of dealing with it. Um, otherwise, uh, they will lose against it. Um, that, that is the kind of auto-balancing mechanic that I described in the beginning. Um, meaning that you cannot just play your strongest card if you don't have an answer for it, if you don't have a tactic. Um, or you could do, um, but if your, opponent, uh, if your opponent decides to mind control it, um, yeah, your bluff might not work and you might lose against it. So um, this mechanic... Also, it sounds stupidly simple, but it does so many things to the game. It allows us to um, create crazy powerful cards because, um, yeah, your opponent always has the chance to steal it, steal them. Um, it allows us to um, remove the resource cost because um, resources are not really necessary. The timing of when to play which card is uh, is more like a back and forth. Um, trying to uh, get rid of the opponent's mind bugs by, uh, by bluffing or by um, yeah, showing them some, let's say, mediocre cards or so um, to, to force them to use a mind bug. But actually, that's not, um, it doesn't mean that the cards are mediocre. It, it is just the, the cards have a different value compared to the board state. So that means each card in the game, in mind bug, is supposed to be a powerful interesting card that can you can win you the game um, but it sometimes depending on the board state um, the card might not be the best card in this specific situation and that basically already explains how the game feels and what the experience is because when you play a card or when you decide which card to play it's always um, considering the value of the card in the current board state for you and for the opponent 
Um, and also the kind of the next turn. So how would you deal with that creature if your opponent uh, mind bugs it? Or if how, how would you um, leverage the card when you get to keep it? And um, this kind of um, thinking process is uh, is really unique. I played a lot of a lot of different strategy card games, and um, I never experienced something like that before. Um, so to some degree, it's a bit more like like a chess like feeling, maybe even where you need to um, to plan several turns ahead. So the game can be a little bit thinky sometimes, but um, it also it is not like the board stack is state is super fixed like it is with chess and everything can be planned um, in advance. Um, it is really a, a dynamic and um, there is um, uh, enough variance in the game with the different cards so that you will have to adjust your, your strategy um, each and every turn. And I think this is really what makes the game super, super interesting. Another aspect about the game that I'm really, really proud of is that all the games are fun um, that means there are no unfair games that means if you lose a game in the end it's not because of one player was mana screwed or mana flooded um, or drew the right card at the right time that basically doesn't happen in mindbug um, if you lose a game of mindbug it's because of a decision that you have made. Because you could have spent the mind bug in another way, um, at another time, for another card. Um, and it means if you lose, you basically lose because you um, um, mis-evaluated the board state. Sometimes you have to do that because you have unknown um, information. And I think that's absolutely necessary for, for each and every game to have some kind of... Um, hidden information and uncertainties when you make your decisions otherwise it would be way too thinky and you could think through all the different possibilities before making a decision and um, tracking down the entire game so um, making decisions under uncertainty is important and yeah that's also part of this game of course so if we um if if I summarize the game or the let's say the basic aspects of the game is it is really really easy so there are no almost no setup costs. You can just put the deck in the middle of the game uh, of the of the desk and deal every player ten cards. They draw five of them and that's it. You are good to go. Um, it is super easy. You can explain it if you know some some of those um, industry giants like Magic or Hearthstone or Keyforge. So you can explain the game in five minutes. It's absolutely portable. You can um, take it wherever you go. Um, so um, it is really exciting because the card abilities are really crazy um, and um, every decision that you make in the game really matters that means you have a lot of strategic thinking strategic planning planning ahead um, pluffing and all of that comes down to this unique mind bug mechanic which is really really exciting um, and the game is absolutely fair so since there is no deck construction, um, it's no pay to win. So um, you do not win the game because you bought more packs. Um, you also do not lose a game because you just have a, ma a bad matchup of your uh, constructed game against another archetype that is very good against your deck. So that's not happening in the game. Um, so it's not, it's not luck driven. It's not money driven. It really, it all comes down to your own decisions. And um, 
yeah, that is what what makes the game special. And for me, it really feels like a like a trading card game, like a collectible card game in a box. Okay, and that's pretty much the game. So um, the first set is called uh, First Contact. It has been um, announced uh, maybe a few days ago. A few days ago, some of you uh, probably have seen it. If not, you can of course take a look at mindbug.me and um, yeah, find our website there and follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook or um, the newsletter list, of course. Um, we are currently um, showing off our entire set. Day by day, um, a new card is revealed and spoiled on Instagram. And um, if you want to follow that, um, feel free to follow our Instagram profile um, at mindbug.me. So that's um, what I have done the last couple of months. Um, I have designed, developed and um, prepared publication for Mindbug. But um, yeah, let's dive a little bit deeper into those different, um, different aspects. So um, designing the game um, in the last couple of months at least meant... Um, more like developing the game because we had the base rules. The rules, they were really solid. Um, we throw many different cards at the rules um, and they didn't break. So um, we considered the most crazy kind of card effects that we could come uh, come up with and um, they didn't break the game. So that gives us a lot, lot of confidence for, um, for future design space and expansions for the game. And um, yeah, what we basically did is um, we played um, the four of us, the four designers, with Richard Garfield, Skefelias, Christian Kudal, and myself. We played a lot of um, the game on Tabletop Simulator. Uh, we tweaked um, some of the cards. Um, Richard and Skef proposed some some minor rules changes, um, which helped to make the game um, to help players to play a little bit more from the gut and make it less uh, thinky which i think was a great change um and um yeah other than that we 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 thought a lot about the um the um the set itself so what kind of card effects do we want in a basic set and um yeah we decided that we want to have the to make the game as easy as possible as approachable as possible in the beginning so there are a lot of crazy and more complex um, cards and effects planned for the future, but uh, we decided um, to make it uh, as easy as possible in the first set. And um, yeah, we came up with uh, with 48 cards plus um, the mind bug. So in the base set will be 52 cards um, to play with, um, and it will already give you a lot of replayability. I promise. And um, yeah, it could be extended in the future. We hope to do that. We are working on expansions, absolutely. And um, yeah, that's what we what what, what we did. We tweaked um, the power value of cards. We we talked a lot about when the different effects should trigger. Should they should they trigger when the card is played? Should they trigger when a card is attacking, uh, or when the card is defeated, or when it defeats another creature, um, and so on and so forth. And um, we also thought a lot about um, card interactions. So does any of the card effects um, cause rules problematics, a rules uh, confusion with another card? So um, 
um, we, we created kind of Excel spreadsheets to think about um, uh, which kind of effects could be dangerous uh, if they are combined with certain triggers. Like um, if uh, this effect is triggered when the card is defeated, could this be a problem? Um, and here is the reason why, because sometimes it could happen that two creatures are defeated at the same time. Um, and then we get into timing problems with a kind of a, which would require kind of a stack, uh, like in magic, um, which determines which effect re is resolved first. And um, we wanted to get rid of all of that um, as much as possible. And we spent a lot of time um, doing so and making sure that the base set is... Um, is consistent and causes as less rules questions as um, humanly possible. Um, yeah, but that's only one aspect of the game that um, I spent um, much time with. Um, of course, there is more to a game than just um, the rules and the components, the cards. Um, you also need illustrations. And um, I have been working... Um, with uh, Dennis Martinez, who is an incredible artist. He's an incredible illustrator. And um, he has designed all of the illustrations for the cards. Um, it really has been a pleasure to work with him. And I really like the, the style he brought to the game. And um, the feedback is also uh, very good, very good. Um, people like the, um, like the funny creatures in the game. And I really, really enjoy working with him. But it takes a lot of time, not because of him or so. The process working with him is really, really smooth and it, it's perfectly fine. But um, describing what you want to, want to create um, can be really tough and difficult. Um, and um, yeah, how did I do that? I did that by um, creating a, a Google presentation. Um, and for each card, I have some kind of... Um, uh, uh, a sheet where I describe the the mood of the creature. Um, the in in Mindbug, all of the creatures are kind of hybrid creatures, or some kind of um, physical or uh, chemical experiments have been done with them. So um, they are kind of weird creatures, combinations of different creatures, hybrids, um, or somehow enhanced uh, creatures, humanoids, and um, fantasy fantasy weirdos i would say and um, yeah i explain what kind of uh, modifications i want um, on that typical image of that creature and um, how the mood should be what should be the um, the background what should be the um, the kind of um, behavior of that creature why is it behaving in that way uh, giving the illustrator some kind of background to understand what what experience I want to deliver with the game. And um, that is something that I spend also a lot of time with um, and I'm really happy with the, with the result. And um, yeah, on top of that, we of course also needed graphic design. That's also something I put a lot of effort into. Um, I've been working um, with Maximilian Gotthold, who is um, um, also a great graphic designer. Um, and we have been working together on the logo, on the box art, on the card template, um, and on many, many graphics for, um, let's say, the rule book, the website, and um, and all of that. So it took way more time than I expected in the beginning <laughs> when I decided to um, to go the self-publishing route. 
Um, because you have, you have to do everything yourself. You have to write the rules. You have to um, coordinate um, all of the people who are involved in this, in this project. And um, let me tell you, for Mindbug at the moment, um, there are at least, let's say, 15 people involved that I need to coordinate. Um, there's many people involved. They um, help me with preparing the, um, let's say, the fair in Essen, the Essen Spiel, which will happen in, um, in, in a few days from now. Um, there's a lot of, of, of stuff to organize. They are helping me to approach um, media, to approach reviewers. They are helping me to create content of the game. They are helping me to, um, to yeah, organize uh, the, the spoiler season of the game so that we have Instagram partners who are um, uh, showing the cards on their profile. And um, there is so much to do. Um, writing the rules, um, recording uh, rules videos, preparing the script um, for, for a video um, that could be used on Kickstarter, for example, and so on and so on. So organizing all of that has has been taking way more time than i anticipated in the very beginning and that is one of the reasons why i uh, yeah why i didn't produce um, so many podcasts in the last couple of months um i really hope that i will find the time to um to commit to a, a more regular podcast um publication soon but um i would I wouldn't commit to it, uh, let's say, before before Mindbug has been um, has been on Kickstarter, because that's actually um, our goal. We are going to publish um, a very small print run in uh, in Essen for the Essen Spielfair, uh, because we want to we want want to give the cards to people. We want to we want to get feel how they are reacting on it, um, and the fair is just the best the best possibility to do so. Um, and um, yeah, we of course want to um, want to deliver the game to everyone out there who is interested, and I hope that many people will be interested in the game because it's I'm I'm really convinced it's a good game. Um, but um, as a small publisher, first time publisher, um, I also of course have a limited budget. That means I cannot just uh, produce uh, five million copies of the game because I have to uh, to finance them somehow. I also have to pay for uh, for advertising um, and all of that. So um, that means I really need some kind of campaign for that. Um, and that's why why I decided um, we should go to Kickstarter. And um, we of course want to use momentum from the Essen Fair. Spiel. And um, yeah, that's why we, um, we, we, we try to, to go to Kickstarter as soon as possible. There is no launch date um, to be announced yet. But if you want to, um, want to follow us, um, please go to the website uh, on mindbug.me uh, and uh, click the notify button. And we will let you know once the Kickstarter is live. It would mean the world to us, of course. And um, yeah. That's um, the current state of the game. We will definitely um, talk more about Mindbug in the future on this podcast. We will definitely talk um, to uh, to Richard, Christian, and Skaff again about the game. So uh, keep an eye open for that. 
And um, if you have any questions about the game or um, also the process of, um, yeah, of uh, designing, developing and publishing the game, please, please, please send me an email and um, I will be happy to, um, to yeah, maybe, maybe um, answer the question directly here on the podcast so that everyone can benefit from it. Okay, so before I will close this session today, I want to spend the time to, um, yeah, to really, really honestly say thank you to every one of you. You have been helping me a ton to get to where I'm now. Um, you always provided incredible feedback. You, um, You kept me responsible to produce the podcast on a regular basis because when I missed a show, um, I always received emails um, about where the next show um, is and why I didn't record it. So that was super helpful. And without the podcast and the community around the podcast, I am 100% convinced the game would not have been created in the way it has been. So I met Christian over the podcast who came up with the initial idea for the game and has been working with me um, on it from the very first second. And um, I also met uh, Richard and Skeff via the podcast, the, um, the ones that um, helped us to make this game a reality and um, yeah, put in all of their knowledge from uh, 30 years um, of uh, creating card games in the industry. And um, yeah, without that and all of your playtesting effort and so on, I would not have been able to um, to make this game. And I would definitely have stopped the podcast way earlier before I met all these incredible people. Um, if you wouldn't have uh, have been there to give me the feedback to to go on and um, that therefore you are an integral part of of this game you are part of this game really um and i'm so uh, i'm so proud to um to have all of you on board and um yeah let me let me end the episode by honestly saying thank you for that so until next week keep shooting for the moon and nerd like a boss goodbye everyone